the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at PastorScott at KKLA.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. And now, here's Pastor Scott. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Hour 2 of the Pastor Scott Show. Great to be with you today, 888-528-2557. A new study came out uh, that is looking at young people and what their sort of political worldview is. They put it on a spectrum, you know, liberal and conservative. I'm not too sure we even understand what those words mean anymore. They It changes, you know, over time a little bit. But what would you say the difference is, you know, between – uh, now and 10 years ago, are are young people, high schoolers, for example, are they coming out as more liberal or more conservative? Are they, you know, more in favor or against, you know, different things in the social sphere of things? You know, I think that's a popular narrative to say that young people are getting more liberal. That has been the case, I think, a lot of the time since maybe the 70s, although you know, my generation, you know, we grew up with Ronald Reagan. And, you know, if you're Gen X in that area, you were certainly very conservative for a while. What would you say it is? The new study says that young boys are becoming a lot more conservative, while young girls at the same time are becoming a lot more liberal on that. And the study also says that continues into being young adults, that young men are becoming much more conservative while young women are becoming much more liberal. It got me thinking, what does that mean for marriage? What does that mean for men and women who are uh, getting together, who will one day be married? And, you know, at some point when you're going to marry someone, your values matter a lot, right? And it matters especially a lot when you have kids and what are you going to teach the kids? How do you how do you deal with that? Have you been in a marriage uh, or are you married now where you have some different values or one of you is a you know liberal, one's a conservative or a Democrat and a Republican? How do you work through that? And what issues uh, matter more to the success of your marriage versus what issues are something where somebody's going to have to give. You know, what What are your thoughts about that? Maybe you've had some experience there. The number is 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. My step-grandfather and my grandmother, my dad's mom, my step-grandfather, he was a Republican and she was a Democrat. And they did this thing. And it was funny to me. And this is in the old days. You know, Democrats and Republicans were not so divided as they are today, if you can believe it. You know, there was divisions and there were there's been ups and downs and all of that. But uh, they used to go vote together and they would drive. But he had this thing where he would sit in the car while she would go out and vote. So she would go and do her voting and then she would come back and then he would go vote. And he always insisted that he voted after her and he would say, because uh, I'm going to just cancel out her vote. And it made her so mad. You know, and, you know, it honestly doesn't matter who votes at what time. They vote at the same time. It's the same. But he wanted to make a point. His point was, is you're going to go vote and then I'm going to vote after you to cancel out all of your votes, which is pretty much what they did. They voted in the opposite direction. And, uh, you know, 
But I can tell you what, he thought it was funny. She did not. She was not happy at all about that, even though it really doesn't matter if he voted first. You know, what do you do? And I thought about this because there is interesting data about what's happening with young people and their points of view. Now, one of the things that there's a whole other side to this that's a part of it is that the narrative you know, or what's coming from this data is actually that an awful lot of young people are neither liberals or conservatives. They almost don't care. That's a whole nother problem. But among the ones who are determining what it is that they want to view, the study is showing that there is a growing gender gap that is between men and women, young men and women, on ideological lines. And one writer, her name is Jean Twin. She's a professor at San Diego State University who talks a lot about this data and generational data. She'll give a lot of stuff about cell phones and, and other things. She said this. She said, among liberals, the future is female, but among conservatives, the future is male. And what the studies are showing over the past few years is that the number of men or young men or boys who consider themselves, I guess, when you're, you know, you're senior in high school or you're a man, that are conservative or very conservative has grown tremendously. And today, only 13% of boys identify as liberal or very liberal in, uh, by the time they're senior in high school. Now, on the other hand, the girls who are in the 12th grade, seniors in high school, identify as liberal at a much larger percent uh, are growing also. So the boys are growing tremendously conservative and the girls are growing tremendously liberal over this period of time, according to a study that comes out of the University of Michigan. Um, And that continues into uh, young adults. This is interesting to me. Now, it gets murky when you get into the details, right? Young people always care about some different things, and you kind of get older and you start to worry about your kids and schooling and, you know, different issues become more prevalent to you. There's a a video, the, the audio isn't really good, but you know, for radio, but there's this video of a dad who picks up his kid, his kid's working at Target or something. He's got his first job, whatever it is. And he's so excited about his paycheck. And you see him get into the car and he opens up his first paycheck. And his dad is filming this because the child does not understand that there will be money taken out of his paycheck. And he has no idea how much it's going to be. And you see him get his paycheck and he's just overjoyed. I mean, getting your first paycheck is amazing. Right. It's a it's a great experience, but you got to be prepared. You got to be prepared for the reality of the world we live in, that if you're making 15 bucks an hour, uh, some of that's going away. And he started going down the list of the money they were taking out of his paycheck. And dad is cracking up because you can see on this young man's face the change of excitement and joy and being proud about having a first paycheck to realizing how much of that first paycheck is he's not going to get. And you see on his face him move to the right politically, like wherever he is. Whatever, whatever was happening to him, he was a little bit more on the right and not so in favor of the taxation at that moment. You see that in his face. Well, apparently... There, this is something that's happening with young men. They're getting a lot more, uh, I don't want to say Republican, because they're not necessarily Republicans or Democrats, but more conservative in, in worldview, but young women are more liberal. Why do you think that is? And are you in a relationship or have been in one where that has been an issue, where you see the world through a different lens politically? And it can be about small things, it can be about big things. I think the big things, it begins to really matter. 888-528-2557. 888-528-2557 is the number. 
So there have been all these uh, viral tweets and things and people trying to talk about it and reconcile it with it. You know, why would young men get more conservative? And, you know, I think there's some reasons. I think we've known for a long time that there hasn't been as much attention paid to the difficulties that boys have. Um, And it's not that there's not big difficulties that, that girls have also. But boys have kind of been the the brunt of the joke, and there seems to be a lack of, you know, or an attack on masculinity, toxic masculinity or whatever it is you want to call it, where certain things that are just men, certain things that boys do, uh, are criticized. And, you know, there used to be a saying, boys will be boys, and sometimes that can be said to, you know, allow people to do things they shouldn't do. But... There's also something behind that that says something. My wife will talk about this. Christy will talk about how having two boys has changed her view on a lot of stuff because we've got two boys and no girls. And, you know, it's just different. My boys will will get into little fights with each other, and we don't want them to, and we don't want them to hit each other, and we don't want them to do these things. But that's going to happen to a certain degree. It can be – it can go to a degree where it is, you know uh, – extra bat where something's going to have to be done about it. And there's other times where I think most of the time you tell them to knock it off. And they do, and they get in trouble, but it's not surprising to me. Does that make sense? There is a difference. Is it harder to be a a guy today? Are young men discovering that maybe it's a little bit more difficult to be masculine or difficult to identify in a certain way uh, when everything you do is being critical. That's what a lot of people in the story are saying. And also, when you do some, you dig into the, the details, there's really two directions that people are going. One is, one is the direction of, I don't care about anything, I'm just going to separate. Meaning that uh, I'm not going to share my opinion, I'm not going to try to develop myself. Instead, I'm going to keep watching all these YouTube videos and, and laugh and uh, just try to stay out of it. That's actually where most people are, a whole different thing. And, and a lot of people think social media has a lot to do with that. And the the rate of these changes, though, have happened since about 2011 and 12. Between 2010 and 2014 especially, this began to change radically. What happened in that period of time? What happened in 2010, 2011 that would cause young men to become a lot more conservative and young women to be a lot more liberal. And so when you think about it from that time frame, you're not talking about abortion as much as, you know, that's the first thing that went through my mind. It's like, well, okay, abortion is a huge thing now. And, but these studies come from before Roe versus Wade was overturned. And you see the change in all the data begin to happen around 2010. What do you think happened during that period of time that is driving a difference between the the genders, there's only two of them, to one to the left and one to the right. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And I'm wondering if you have any advice for married couples who find themselves on a different page with some of these issues. You know, maybe there's issues that you just disagree with and it doesn't really matter, but there are certain things, particularly when it comes to worldview and particularly when it comes to kids, where it matters a lot. When I did marriage counseling, you know, I had a lot of couples come in who disagreed profoundly about a lot of moral values. And, you know, they got along with each other with all of that because they could just not deal with it. 
you know, but as soon as you have kids in the picture, you have to deal with it because you've got to teach your kids. What happens when mom is teaching the kids something different about something morally than dad is teaching? See what I'm saying? Suddenly now you have immense stress in the marriage. Suddenly you have a tremendous division and it's something that your child knows about. Your child sees it. Child understands that there is something here. And uh, what happens? That happens a lot. In fact, I think it's one of the biggest reasons that sometimes couples can't stay together is because their values are not the same, but it doesn't show up until you have kids or until you go through a hard time. Somebody loses their job. Somebody has a health problem, right? There, this is something that matters a lot to, as a young person in particular, to develop your your moral worldview, to develop something where you ultimately marry somebody or date somebody. It starts with the dating, by the way. Um, you date somebody in order to figure out where they're coming from, in order to figure out does their view of the world match with mine? Because if it doesn't, uh, you're, you're in for a lot of hurt unless somebody changes. Since people change their mind. Like I said with the kid in his paycheck, you know, people change their mind often when they have kids. In fact, one of the biggest things that happens for couples that come back to the Lord, who maybe you've been away from the Lord, is they go back to church when they have kids because they realize how out of control life is. And they realize how frightening it is in a world where the kids aren't safe, where there are indoctrinations and other things being taught that um, don't that aren't right. It's one thing to say you know, something that this is your view, it's a whole nother thing to have that taken to your kids. We're seeing that in all the battles that we are having, and I think soon to have in a big number with the school board issues this year, is we're seeing liberals and conservatives come together and agree that sexual things shouldn't be taught to little kids, and agree that we don't want to be sending a message that isn't uh, accurate about not just gender issues, but other philosophical issues that people deal with. It's very interesting to me to watch how people who are on different, you know, coming from at it from different political perspectives. For example, we're seeing uh, Democrats and Republicans, liberals and conservatives, even people, and we're seeing Christians and gays and Muslims and a whole lot of people on the same page in these protests. Uh, there's a place where suddenly your worldview, you realize that it matters a lot. And I think that happens with kids. And I think that the implosion that might be coming when you have men and women on different pages um, is pretty significant. 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. Ted in L.A., welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yes, sir, Pastor Scott, Ted, City of the Angels. Um, just want to let you know it was a wonderful outing at Dodger Stadium. Oh, did you go to the game, the Christian Faith and Family Night, or afternoon? I walked in there. I walked in there with the same suit you saw me at, and uh, <laughs> found out that they wouldn't sell me a Dodger dog unless I put it on a card. So I got a little bit upset. I dropped something on the ground. I bent down and I split my pants. And so then I go, well, I can't leave because they won't let you leave, and I had nothing in my vehicle so i went in there and i bought my first dodger shirt which covered the split in my pants in the back so you had to buy an extra large the biggest one they have and i didn't put a name because i'm gonna have custom yahweh on the back one day and uh you know in his honor and then um 
but at any rate, uh, and I got a Dodger hat, and uh, I shared the the Lord messages of the Lord to a kid who had three years sobriety in the store, and the kid gave me his discount, forty percent off on a three hundred dollar shirt and a fifty five dollar cap, which were uh, official field uh, jersey and uh, cap. I was like feeling so blessed, and I had a wonderful time, and uh, my first Dodger hat and um, uh, shirt, so yeah. it was a total blessing. Well, all right. I'm glad you had a good time. Okay, so our topic here is uh, men and women on different pages, particularly young people. Um, what's your thought about that? Well, I mean, I said this before on uh, Sunday night with the professor of the Word of God and a, and a pastor from Inglewood. They have a wonderful show, KKLA, you know, 10 at night on Sundays for a couple hours. These guys are amazing. And I shared with them, I said, you know, this calling men toxic masculinity. I mean, to be quite honest with you, the only toxic masculinity I've ever seen is when a woman tries to be a man. And uh, and so the that's... only toxic... Go ahead. Yeah, and, and the only toxic femininity I've ever seen is when a man tries to be a woman because it's always exacerbated. It's always way over the top. <clears throat> do, you think that, do you think that the reason that we're seeing the study anyway is showing that young men are more conservative and young women are more liberal is because of these kinds of uh, political determinations about masculinity and femininity? No, I just feel that women naturally um, are different. They're very motherly. And they really, really want to be kind, and they want to be accepting. And uh, the majority of them really, really want to nurture. And well, but their nurturing without a man's guidance uh, is it can hurt a child because they because they're too loving and they're too accepting. I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying it can get them in trouble. So maybe and some so we'll of what to- is happening is I got some other calls I want to move to Ted, but maybe something of what is happening is. Uh, people are becoming independent with their thought, but they they don't know how to actually uh, be a couple or be married. Is that maybe the result of what's what's happening? I got to flush that out a little bit. Uh, they need they need you. They need yeah. the word of God, and that's the truth and the only way. And, All right. And- Ta- our ego. Yeah, Ted, thanks for calling. And uh, your $300 a Dodger shirt, I'm glad you got a discount on that. Uh, that's almost as much as the Dodger dog itself. 888-528-255. Not really. I think the Dodger dogs, which I complain about because they're not really Dodger dogs anymore. They stopped selling those. But uh, the hot dog's like six ninety nine. That's you know not great for a hot dog, but it's not bad for the ballpark. All right, Craig in Hollywood, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yeah, I just like to say I have a boy and a girl. The boy's more conservative, always younger. Uh, the girl's more liberal. Why do you think uh, that is? What's your What's well, your think, thought? I think I think the thing is that girls just naturally inclined to a more liberal perspective. Uh, guys naturally think they're going to grow up, get a wife. They're going to have to support him. I think that thought's going through people, regardless of time. Um, but I think that you mentioned about the 2010 uh, date. I think it's significant. In 2008, we had a big turn down in the economy. A lot of people lost their homes. A lot of people, kids growing up, were out there trying to get a job, compete with other people who are now trying to get a job, make a living, and, and make ends meet. Uh, I think there's a lot of competition in that time frame for, for jobs. Um, and I think, I think girls just realize there's a safety net out there for them that the liberal society is going to provide for them. So you uh-huh. think that they feel like they need that safety net, and that's why they're driving to the liberal side. But 
why are men I, I, more conservative than you're, you've got this experience with your son and daughter? Yeah, I, I think, you know, my son's more, much more conservative than my daughter is, uh, even though he's, you know, younger. But I, I think just naturally, uh, girls tend to be more liberal. I, they are, tend to look for these different, uh, liberal perspectives that just kind of get pushed, pushed on them more than on the boys. Okay, maybe that is it. I appreciate that, Craig, uh, especially from a parent of a boy and a girl. I don't have girls, so I'm not experiencing that side of it. Uh, but I think it's interesting. Thank you, Craig. 888-528-2557 is the number. Don in Santa Ana, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Thank you, Pastor Scott. And I appreciate the last two callers. Uh, I think they really got a handle on some of it. Uh, but I think that uh, the single-parent family of course, is a demise to the nurturing and growth of boys and girls. But I think just like the landline telephone, once it got disconnected, the roots of the family were torn apart. Technology and having telephone babysitters and video game babysitters uh, is not good for us. And the values of these young kids you know, if you don't have chores, if you don't have responsibilities growing up, you're going to have a difficult time with chores and responsibilities on your own. Uh, I personally got married at the age of 21, and I didn't have a clue. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? You're. Uh, I got to go to a break, but Don, you're the... One of the writers who talks about this study makes the point that these changes began with the smartphone, that her point is the smartphone is making a lot of changes, not just in the thinking, but in a lot of the differences uh, and divisions and uh, the mental health of young people altogether. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit more as we return. Thanks for the call, Don. David, I see your call and others. The number is 888-528-2557, Pastor Scott Show, Monday edition. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. Pastor Scott's show. We're talking about the differences of men and women, and uh, they when they have a different political belief uh, about whatever it might be, a study recently said that young men are trending much more conservative and young women are trending much more liberal, and that has grown uh, tremendously, the two differences in recent years, although the biggest growth really is in, in uh, young people not caring one way or the other, which is another a uh, significant topic, but those who want to care seem to be trending that way. Um, and have you been in a marriage where your political beliefs are different? How do you deal with that? Uh, that's the first thing that popped into my mind. If if boys are a lot more conservative and women are a lot more liberal, I know that those things change over time, but I think that's significant. That seems like a significant thing. 888-528-2557. David in Culver City, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Uh Thanks for taking my call, Pastor Scott. I have a quick question. I, I didn't hear the beginning of the show. Where is this study from, by the way? I was this, just curious. This study is from the University of Michigan, and uh, okay. there's, a, there's a name for it. It's, it's from the Michigan... Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so it's a reputable study. Yeah. The, um, you know, I'm not surprised, actually, because... Women, you know, there's been a striking change in the educational attainment of men versus women. 
women are graduating in college at much higher levels than men. Women are graduating from high school at higher levels than men. Mm. And I think educated women, I think educated women are uncomfortable with patriarchy and the conservative values that go along with patriarchy. I really do. And I think that's a big problem. Do you think and that think affects also, the boys? Like, why would the boys be, you're right about those statistics, you know, and, you know, what does patriarchy mean, you know, to boys versus women? What does that even mean? Well, no, I think what it means is women are tired of being subjected to a discriminatory treatment because they're women versus men. They're tired of, of authoritative men. I have a daughter and I have a son. And my daughter talks to me about that all the time. She doesn't like it. She wants to be treated as an equal. Does your son have um, a different opinion about uh, politics or life than your daughter? You know, my thank God they're both liberal. But um, <laughs> my daughter... Go ahead. My do- Well, you know, honestly, um, you know, another interesting statistic is, you know, college-educated women vote Democrat. They didn't support Trump. They were like a big bulwark against right, but, that. But the, the men, so I think, I'm, in almost every category support Trump. That's that's kind of what I'm getting at. Not I want to bring you know, this. Well, I don't want to no, make this no, about wait, Trump no, because me, then hold on. No, if we make it about well, Trump, then the rest about, of the day is about Trump. We don't want to do that. No, why? No, why no, do you think there's so much? Well, you think it's the patriarchy, and you think it's the teaching though that women are getting, or do they just feel something different? I think women are becoming more assertive of, the, of their rights. When you get educated, you become more knowledgeable about what you're entitled to and what you deserve and what you've earned. Uh, absolutely. You think even in high and school, because the survey is 12th graders, the main part of no, it. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. High school. And let me tell you another thing. I think this distinction, unfortunately, that gets made between conservative is more moral and liberal is less moral. I hear you kind of saying something like that, and it's not true. Well, that depends, I think, on the subject that you're talking about. But you know, uh, you you know, know. well, let me let me give you a good example. There's a very good book now written by Russell Moore, Losing Religion. I'm sure you won't admit you've read it if you did read it. But there's an example of a man that was kicked out of evangelical Christianity not for being immoral, but because he didn't support Trump. So right. I think morality and politics get mixed up a lot nowadays, especially in evangelical Christianity. Well, it's there, kind of sad. I think there's a lot of a uh, lot of different opinions. David, I'm going to let you. Go. I don't want to. I don't want should. it to become about Donald Trump. Okay, and those differences here. I appreciate that, but it's interesting to me that you you, you might think that the education of women is why that is. I don't know. Uh, I understand what you're saying. What do you guys think? 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And, and maybe the, you know, the whole patriarchy thing is, uh, you know, there's a point, though, I feel like, and this has been my experience with, with conservative or liberal women. I think that even the most liberal women, when they're with a guy, want him to make a decision. Yeah, I, I think that there is certainly a place where a woman might be interested in her career, and that's the direction that she's going. But I don't really agree that she doesn't want a masculine man. I don't know that the regular, that a regular person, even who might be on the left end of the spectrum politically, different things, or a woman, isn't looking for a guy who can also make a decision. I'm not sure I buy the whole, the whole thing. 
888-528-2557. What I'm getting at is I've never met a woman who says, yes, I want to I want to be with a guy who can't decide anything. I would like to be with a guy who wants me to make all the decisions. I would like to be with a guy who doesn't even want to be consulted about what decisions we might make as a couple. Never seen that. I've seen lots of men and women who say, you know what, we need to consult each other. We need to make a decision together. I've seen lots of men say, you know what, I'm going to you know, defer to my wife, happy wife, happy life, those kinds of things. But I don't know. I, as, as liberated or whatever you want to say of a woman, I don't know too many women who want to marry a wimp. I'm just saying, is that is that rude? I just feel like there is something about guys who are being assertive that is good and that is attractive, even to women who would say that they they want to make sure that they are successful and treated fairly and with rights in uh, the workplace and elsewhere. I don't know that I I... I know what gets taught, like with toxic masculinity, the idea that men shouldn't suppress their emotions. You know, I I agree that men should, you know, have their emotions, but I do think there's a time for it, right? I think that that there is something where being part of, and I think this is true of everybody, but I think that that's it's not necessarily bad that a man decides not that he's not going to cry. Uh, in certain circumstances. I'm not saying that's good or bad for a woman, but as a man, there are times when I don't want to cry even though it hurts, even though I don't feel good about it inside. I don't think that's wrong. Am I wrong? Am I just old-fashioned? You know, what's the deal? Aggression or dominance, that's another toxic masculinity thing. You know, I think that men who are competitive, uh, I think that's good. I think that there can be bad competition when you're stomping on other people, when you are unfair, when you cheat. I don't think those things are good for anybody. But I think that there is something about a man who is assertive uh, that is good. Do you, and, and, I, and I feel like obviously there are places where those kinds of things can be bad or sinful or hurtful. I'm not talking about that. But I think that there is any responsibility often of a man to get out there and do that. In fact, here's the, here's the thing. You tell me if I'm wrong. 888-528-2557. I think in our world today, I think this is true. I'm not even talking about just Christians here. I'm just talking about in general. I think in our world today, we don't have a problem with a man who works and a woman who stays home with the kids. You know, I think there are some people out there who have a problem with that, but I don't really think we do, as long as that's been agreed upon and that's what her choice is. In fact, there's this whole movement with social media of women saying, actually, this is better. What in the world were we thinking? Um, but I also think that we live in a society that says, hey, if, if she has the better career or makes the money and he wants, wants to stay home uh, or he's going to stay home and that's the decision they've made, I think most people are okay with that if that's been the decision that's been made. I also think, though, that most people think if the husband has a job and the wife has a job, that that can be managed. If you're living here in California, you probably have to do that in order to even uh, afford to live here. I think that most people agree with that. But here's something that I think is true. And you can tell me if you think I'm just some kind of bad person for this. I think that if a woman says, if a wife says to her husband, you know what, honey, I'm feeling like I need to step away from my job or cut back a little bit because I need to spend more time with the kids. I think that if she said, and that I want you to get a better job or to work harder so that I can do that. 
I think that most men are okay with that, and I think most women are okay with that. I think our society is okay with that. However, I think that if the husband were to say to the wife, you know what, honey, I've been feeling like I really need to stay home with the kids, and I'm going to quit my job, and you need to go get a better job and provide for the family, and I'm going to stay home. I don't think we're okay with that. We're okay with it if it's like a mutually agreed thing, right? But I don't think that the husband has the right to do that. I don't think we want the husband to have the right to do that. I don't think we're comfortable with that. As far liberal as a person might be. And I think that's a difference between men and women. And I think that that is, that's just a reality. Does that make sense? I think that's true. I think we find that out to be later. I think that in these subjects, we discover one day that there are differences in men and women. And actually, we do want men to be men and women to be women. That as much as we want to blur those lines, they're not really blurable uh, in some cases. They're just not. That's a whole nother subject, a different direction. But, uh, you know, we can talk about that later on. 888-528-2557 is the number. 888-528-2557. All right, I got to take a break. Uh, Maybe a little bit on the difference of indoctrination versus education, which I think is also a part of this subject as the Monday edition of the Pastor Scott Show continues. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Pastor Scott Show podcast. Have any questions or comments? Email Pastor Scott now at pastorscott at kkla.com or tune in live weekdays from 3 to 5 p.m. Now, back to the show. All right, everybody, good to see you back. 888-528-2557. Before the break, I, I, was, I went another direction, really, with this, and I got a couple of calls, so I want to take it. Differences between men and women, and it started with the study that says that 12th graders, 12th grade boys tend to be more conservative now, and 12th grade girls more liberal and farther and farther apart. And what is some of the difference? And one caller said it's teaching of, you know, it's more more freedom for women and teaching of patriarchy and some of those different things that get taught. But I started to talk about my theory and wanted your feedback about the idea that no matter how far left you might be on some subjects or uh, different things, that there are still differences between men and women, that women still want men who can be men. I think that might be true, but I'm interested in your calls. 888-528-2557. Jane in El Monte, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Yeah, I just want to say I kind of dislike the term liberal and conservative because uh that liberal means you are open, open-minded and non-prejudiced, but I'm open-minded and non-prejudiced. Yeah, I the words a, tend to not mean uh, the same thing I, to everybody anymore. I don't even know what they mean uh, for a lot of people. I don't know what they mean by that because I'm open-minded and conservative. I have a college education. I was the breadwinner. Uh, my husband stayed home with my son, and I worked. Yeah. But that's our agreement. And I just think— You were okay with that, and your husband's okay yeah. with that. Yes, we were fine. Yeah. And ridiculous, these labels, because I'm a conservative Republican, and these surveys are crazy. I doubt that they interview everyone. And I wanted a man that was a real man. My husband was a strong personality, and I loved that. I and you like that? Of course. Yeah, and, see, and most women, I, I speak for most women, I, I don't want a wimp. I never <laughs> wanted a wimp. See, my theory, I, my theory, Jane, is this, that... Even if you were to call yourself a a liberal Democrat or far left Democrat, you still wouldn't want to marry a wimp. 
No, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm pro-life. I was against, I'm against abortion. So, you know, I'm a strong Christian. But just because I'm a strong Christian doesn't mean I'm backwards, you know, That's or right. prejudiced. And I, I hate that, those labels. I don't like them. Because, you know, I'm a forward-thinking person. Always have been. So where do they get this? Because you have a college education, you're all of a sudden a uh, Democrat or uh, whatever, or liberal? Well, I think, it, you know, I think that there is something that is an older way of thinking that still lingers. It used to be that, that liberal in, the, in a political sense, uh, not like classical liberalism where you're talking about the, the idea of protection of rights and gov- limited government, rule of law. You know, conservatives today would be liberals under that term, right, uh, of the way of using it. But political liberalism usually means, you know, you are far – you vote for – you're in favor of abortion or you're in favor of uh, higher taxes or bigger government, those kinds of things traditionally. I'm not sure that people think of it that way. Uh, the same mm-hmm. way. And those those terms are difficult, I think, because of that. Yeah, and I'm from the baby boomer generation where we were more, we pushed for a lot of stuff to change. And so that's what I wish that they would realize. We're in 2023. We're not backwards 1930s. You know, um, we're all people that, I don't know, I just, I, I feel like we're, we mix a lot. We mm-hmm. don't Oh, well, I'm going to, you know, no, everybody's, every, all the people I know, we're all forward thinkers. We're not in the backward time. So yeah. why are they pushing us back to the 1960s? Well, I or, think what they mean is, is just sort of left and right. And, and it's not the they, same as even in the 1980s or 90s, right? The way that those, way people think of those words. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I just get bogged down with those terms. Yeah, I know they're hard for me too. I'm, I'm. I remember the day when, uh, you know, George H. W. Bush called his opponent Michael Dukakis a liberal, and it was the L word, and nobody wanted to say it. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know that people see those terms as the same. Even conservative is a word that I'm not sure everybody thinks the same thing. You know, conservative used to mean small government, low taxes, you know, those kinds of things. Uh, well, I'm not. For- government either i'm for you know i mean we were brought up like get yourself an education and my dad was real big on all of us girls getting a job getting an education but do you see why do you have any idea why in the for younger kids today that they would be so far apart politically boys and girls 12th graders no idea i i i i really think it's up it's due to upbringing and maybe their naivety because they don't really pay attention to what's going on in the news. Maybe. And uh, I appreciate your call, Jane. I think that the the difference of indoctrination and education, uh, we'll get into more of that later on maybe this week. Uh, But, you know, education is about teaching the facts and letting people draw conclusions on theory and political ideas left and right. Indoctrination is you take a secondary source, you know, somebody's opinion, and you teach it as fact. And that is the the difference between those two things. When you see a lot of the fighting that's going on in education and some of the conversation that's going on behind the scenes, that's really what this is about. It's about um, are we going to – you have primary sources in education. You know, Abraham Lincoln uh, signed the – and gave the Emancipation Proclamation. There's a date that he signed it. You know, if you take a test on it, if you say – that uh, another president did that, you can be marked wrong because it's factually incorrect. 
Um, why did Lincoln do it? Why did he wait? What are some different philosophies that people have? That's sort of secondary because you can't go back and ask Lincoln. You can take what he wrote about it and what he said and write about that. Um, you can't teach something as fact, though, that is that you didn't experience, that you weren't out there to – that you can't really speak to. The indoctrination is to take your opinion and make it fact and require children in their tests to say that it's fact – and it'll be interesting in the subject to see how much of that is. But an interesting thing about it is social media seems to be one of the keys to the differences in boys and girls and their different worldviews and other things over the past 10 years. Chris and Whittier, welcome to the Pastor Scott Show. Hey, Pastor. Hi, Chris. How are you? you? When, a, when, a, when a little boy is growing up and wants to go out and play, they'll play sports. And sports involves a starting point. And there's rules, and you learn how to overcome, and your mission is to get to the goal or to score the most runs. They're conditioned. The things they enjoy doing in their play is working towards a goal. Um, even when you, know, you play video games, it's all about starting at level one and mm-hmm. going your way past level two, past level three. And they enjoy not having a shortcut where – Little girls, when they go to play, they'll pull out the Barbies and they'll fantasize about being instantly transported to being a princess in the kingdom. I mean, no pathway. There's no struggle to get there. It's just like, suddenly I'm this. And the same thing. They'll dress up in mommy's clothes, and now I'm mommy. They're just kind of like, that's what appeals to the basic female nature because they're adaptable. They, you know, they're made to adapt. They're made to find a place where boys, if you give them outcomes that are either guaranteed or achieved too swiftly, they're just bored, and they'll move on. That tends to be the the difference. You know, there's a reason that video games are marketed towards boys or, uh, you know, people will say, people will try to argue educationally that this is all conditioning, right? That that's not really the way it is. I don't think that's true. I think this goes back to caveman days, right? And you have hunters and gatherers and and those kinds of things. The the proof is, is that... Guys wouldn't be interested in it if it didn't appeal to their basic nature, the nature they got before they ever, you know, even can even speak the language. I used to get in trouble for uh, nature to begin with. None of that programming, none of that would stick. I used to get in trouble for uh, decapitating my sister's uh, my sister's Barbie dolls in her room and uh, putting them in their her little Barbie oven and stuff. It cost me a lot. You know, she never did that. That was not her interest. (laughs) You know, Chris, yeah, I, I, I think, think it's, why it's, do you think, those... why do you think, Chris, that we're seeing such a political divide between boys and girls in the 12th grade today? Oh, you know, our, our, we're kind of, society runs like in a river, and you have different bumps, and sometimes you get white water, and sometimes it's smooth and placid. And I think we're just at a place where we've tried a season of very liberal thinking, and I'm using that term uh, in the way that's being used today for the sake of your show. And at the end of that, guys get bored of that. No, I don't want the government to take care of me. I don't want the, them to soften the blow. I want to feel the struggle. You think? I want to achieve my own. And when I get my own, I want to be able to protect it. That emerges. That kind of like throws off this overlay that came from that 60s, 70s, 80s liberalism. And now they're returning to the roots because their boys are recognizing I'm made this way. <laughs> you know, politics can do whatever they want, but they're not going to change my basic programming. Yeah. I think the thing that is going to ultimately happen with girls eventually. 
that might be that might be right. Chris, I'm about out of time. I appreciate your call there. And you know what? Maybe that's part of it. Boys are maybe boys are bored or they're so much into, you know, I've got boys. So I think about this a lot and the video game things and the things that boys get into. Are they going to want to accomplish things? I think I'm going to try to get my kids like to start a eBay business or something to do things that, uh, like you said, are going to. Uh, build them up. Now, girls want to do that too in, in some respects, but I do think at the end of the day, and obviously you've got, you know, different people with different things here, but I think at the end of the day, boys are still boys and girls are still girls, regardless of what their political uh, opinions tend to be in time. I think there are, are, are points where when we get together just as regular people, when we're talking about people who get married, I think we can't avoid that. And I think that maybe a lot of what we're seeing political is we're trying to avoid that politically, and it doesn't work, and it's creating a lot of conflict. I think that we got to peel back this onion a lot more than we've got time to do on the show. But maybe we'll take a look at it and take a look at the social media influence. I think that the social media influence in the last 10 years has a lot to do with a lot of the divisions that we have anyway as a culture And part of it that is indoctrination and part of it is algorithms that because men and women are different or people have different interests in general, you know, it tends to be that you get more and more that feed whatever it is you're into and we have a more narrow point of view on a whole lot of stuff. All right, lots to say about that. This is the Pastor Scott Show. We're out of time for today. We will be back tomorrow from 3 to 5. Thanks for listening to the Pastor Scott Show. Get the podcast at kkla.com or wherever you get your podcasts. See you tomorrow. God bless. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for donald trump to hire i find out the worst enemy that i'm going to face in my life is right here in america they took my assessment and they wanted me to change it i was like i'm not changing it they had to get rid of flint with in-depth interviews archival footage and never before seen personal record to the man behind the headlines i just felt like i was drowning flynn deliver the truth whatever the cost available now watch it today go to salemnow.com salemnow.com